Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom. On this show, we bring you incredible women real estate investors who are kicking ass and taking names, and today is no exception. We have an incredible guest today, Kimley Naylor, and today's topic is particularly interesting because we're going to be talking about something that affects a lot of women and keeps them from getting in the game or keeps them from being as successful as they could be. And that is low self-esteem. So if you fear that you're not good enough to be a real estate investor, if you fear that you can't be successful, if you fear that because you're a woman or because of the color of your skin, or some other factor you won't be taken seriously, or worse, you'll be taken advantage of. If you have any of those fears and concerns, then this show is for you. Our guest on today's show, Kim Lee, is a successful heart-centered entrepreneur who used her life story of overcoming low self-esteem due to the dark color of her skin as a compelling message to help others transition from living in the shadows into confident businesswomen. She is a dynamic speaker, a best-selling author, and a spiritual intuitive life coach. In addition, she's a serial entrepreneur who's founded Positive Sisters, S-I-S-T-E-R-S, um, to coach women in discovering their inner essence of beauty and strength. And she's also leveraged her corporate background to launch a real estate investment company, Fair. Fairport Investments, and a construction company, Nail Wright Construction Company. She has a lot of businesses. <laughs> she's very confident. <laughs> um, she's passionate about helping women succeed, and I am thrilled to have her with us. Welcome, Kimley. I thank you very much for having me on the show tonight. Super excited to join pleasure. you. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it's it's a pleasure. So I'm I'm super excited to have you. We, um, you know, I I know a bit about your story. We're we're doing a book project together. It's a book called Wealth for Women: Conversations with the Team That Creates the Dream. And uh, Kim Lee is one of our featured featured women in there, and she has a really incredible story. So I'm excited that to share it with you with everyone listening today. So, Kimberly, can you share with uh, the audience, how did you get started in real estate investing? Well, I had a unique experience having the pleasure of working in a law firm. I was actually living in Chicago. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and had moved to Chicago. Um, was dating a guy and, and engaged to marry, although it did not happen. But, you know, I just relocated, and he was uh, helping me find employment, and he referred me to work at this law firm. And he was dibbling and dabbling in real estate. Um, and so he said, well, you know, I'll let you work for my attorney. And his attorney was a uh, sole practice, but he specialized in real estate investments. All of his clients were these real estate investors. So here I am, naive, green to the game, and, you know, learning the game of filling out the applications. And, and all of a sudden I would see these, you know, purchase agreements come across the desk for one price. And then a couple of weeks or a couple of months later, that same address would come back across my desk, and it was like for sale. 
uh, for like three times as much, twice as much, extra 50, 60 grand. I'm like, hmm, I need to pay attention to this process. What are these guys doing? And uh, a whole salary earned in a week. So I uh, got started that way, and, and the attorney was very gracious. We'll bring me to his office. He called it classroom time. Come on into my office. It's classroom time. And he would sit down and just start telling me about these investors and how they were pulling these deals together. And it was just, he just really educated me. And as soon as I returned to Detroit, um, that was exactly what I jumped into. So what was your first investment that you did? Well, my very first investment um, was a property that I purchased with my Discover card. Uh, the city of Detroit was having an auction, a tax auction. I didn't understand all anything about the tax sales and all that good stuff like we have today uh, before all the little home studies. And I just went. I said, you know, I want to buy some properties because I remembered how I saw it happening in Chicago. So I went down there with a girlfriend, dragged her along. And that day I um, purchased a property with my credit card. I won the bid for $4,800. And it was a three-bedroom ranch that had just been built, you know, in the late 60s. And this is like 95. So I was like, cool, I got a newer property. <laughs> and uh, that's how I got my feet wet. That's amazing. And um, so where where are you now? Now that was 95. So it's uh, so that yeah, was quite a few years later. Yeah, quite a few years later. So I can tell you two years later. Yeah, so here we are uh, many years later. (laughs) We're dating (laughs) ourselves, right? You're telling our age here. But anyway, um, so what I did, I just continued that process. I would buy um, and sell. I did a lot of flipping. Um, I also did some holding at Capital Portfolio so I had income um, until I could replace the income I would earn if I was working. And I continued to buy and sell. And so right now, I still have a nice portfolio of properties. Most of mine are single-family homes, and I'm looking to venture out into maybe some multi-units. But right now, it's a portfolio of single-family. Mm, beautiful. I'm also um, not only doing it for myself, but I'm helping others. I uh, became a licensed builder last summer, last fall, I should say, September of 2017, so that I can uh, employ my services in the rehab and renovation to other investors in the area. That's wonderful. So that's the your nail right business, right? How did you um, – your right. now you help investors in the Detroit area. Um, how, how do you work with investors with your construction company? Yeah, so um, my construction company was in existence more in the commercial space. So I do the residential also with my uh, business. But um, there's a lot of investors who come into the area from other parts of the country, uh, even other parts of the world for that matter, and they're looking for partners to work with them to kind of help them assess markets, help them with the renovation, manage costs, manage timelines, kind of give them a benchmark of, of what the RI could potentially be. Um, and so... That's been a growing market of business that I'm pretty excited to explore and um, have some fun with so far. That's fantastic. I love that. Um, so I, I want to I want to go and talk about now the the self esteem issue. You you said that you 
had to overcome low self-esteem yourself. So tell us a little bit about where where you were uh, and then how you how you overcame having low self-esteem. You know, what's amazing is a lot of times um, as little girls, we start developing ideals and images about ourselves based on experiences and reactions of others. Um, mm-hmm. I have a poem that I wrote, I was black before black was beautiful, so compliments of me were not that plentiful. It didn't take me long to realize that I was not being beautiful in others' eyes. So I was between two sisters who were much fairer complexed than I was, and here I was, little dark girl in the middle, and I was always hearing, oh, she's so cute, she's so pretty, and no compliments ever came to me. Um, and my mom, and, and I'm sure in all her loving care, she would say, oh, you don't want to wear that color. That makes you look even darker. So it was mm-hmm. like darkness was a bad thing, avoided it, all, it, it by any means necessary. So you begin to develop this and internalize it. And so I was also a brilliant child. I was smart, so I got teased for being smart and dark. And um, it's just one of those things you just start drifting away from reality. You just begin to settle that life will never be good for me. And you just make that your home. And so, therefore, relationships, you know, zeal and zest to do anything or dreams, they just don't really exist. And people might find it hard now that I own so many businesses um, (laughs) that there was a point in time where I had no desire to do anything, which is literally um, you know, mosey to the day, and it was very challenging. Finally, that gentleman showed some affection to me, and, and I was willing to take whatever came along because, you know, no one had liked me. Um, and even though I didn't really feel that vibe that you read about in the romance books, you wanted your heart throb to be going, I was yeah. going along with it, and I ended up relocating to Chicago. And it was a devastating relationship. It was just not for me. It wasn't a good fit. Um, and me being you know, already not feeling good about myself. Now I'm in a strange city. I don't know how to compare to these other people in this big city. And it just started escalating, and I found myself in a real bout of depression um, and needed to actually, you know, be medicated just to kind of maintain my daily uh, living experiences. But Mm -hmm. out of that depth of despair, I discovered that it was more than the facts and the details and the circumstances that were happening in the present world as I started going through some counseling and therapy and discovered a lot of my ideals about myself that created this environment for those type of experiences. Now, that was really an eye-opener to me. Now I'm like 27 years of age, and I'm like, oh, my God, how did I get here? Um, And now, you know, fast forward about 30, 31, I'm coming into my own. I'm starting to realize I can have more. I am more. And I started doing a lot of reading, uh, did a lot of, lot of, um, uh, professional development sessions, and I began to explore and reinvent myself. I wanted more. I no longer wanted that life that I thought was my destiny. I was super excited to find out I had a say in how the rest of my journey was. And so mm-hmm. up until about 36, it was before I, I would say the light fully came on, and I was ready to take on my journey, take on my life. Nothing could stop me at that point. And so I like to tell people, I became like a teenager. I started living for the first time, and I just took it on full steam ahead and made it a life's mission that if I can help any young child, boy or girl, live a life of happiness and fulfillment and not subject to low self-esteem and low self-worth, that would be my mission. And I started mentoring in the schools, 
which just helped me see the light come on in people's eyes, and that just feeds my soul because I remember when the light was out in my own existence and super excited to not only have joy for myself but bring it to others. And then I discovered, wow, I'm helping these young girls. Their moms need it. And that's when mm-hmm. I decided, let me start a movement to help the women and the moms as well. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so cause it, it is such an epidemic in this country, this, uh, the low self-esteem that so many women face, especially women of color, when we get messages by looking at magazines and TV about what is beautiful and what is not, what is worthy and what is not. And often that doesn't look like us. And to have, to be able to create your own, your own um, acknowledgement of your own worth. I mean, to, right. to know right. that. Your own you, sense of worth, yes. Your own inner yeah. essence of beauty. Your own inner essence of beauty. And, and what I've done, Monique, because, I can say that I also have an advertising background, and there is nothing in the media that made us feel beautiful as a woman of color. Now, thank God we have the My Black is Beautiful movement, but just think, this is all come about in the last five or six years. But yeah. before that, we had no reflection of ourselves. If you wanted to be a star in Hollywood, you had to be half white if you thought you had a real good chance. Everybody was the light-skinned version of us. And so I'm super excited to see this meltdown and this permission that black women are giving themselves because women suffer with low self-esteem of all races, but it was even magnified with us because of our hair textures and there was no product for us unless we straightened and felt better. And um, I think it's super, super important that a woman's self-worth and self-value is in its proper place because it truly dictates her net worth and what she'll pursue yeah. to advance, um, you know, economically. I, I love that. Yeah, so it's, it's very true. Your your self-worth dictates your net worth. So have, yeah. you having, being able to shift that. So I heard you say a few things that you did in order to change that, and I, I want to highlight those for anybody who's saying, going, okay, well, I can totally relate um to the story, to not feeling like I'm good enough and not feeling confident enough to go for what I want. Um, so one of the things that you said you did was first uh, you went to, to therapy and you did and you read books and you went to self-development, personal development training. So just, um, you know, we don't have time to go into anything, but what was one or two of your favorite books um, and a, on a particular self-development training that really, you think, moved the needle the most for you? There's a book called The Dance of Anger. I don't mm. recall the author's name right offhand, but it's called The Dance of Anger. And they have a series of books, The Dance of Intimacy. The Dance of Anger I encourage most women to read because anger turned inwardly results in a lot of depression. Mm. A lot of us are just depressed in what we feel about ourselves, what's happening around us, and this anger that we don't feel we can change it consumes us. 
And then we start engaging in these behavioral patterns to survive it, to try and feel like we're worth something. And it could be very devastating to us, and it's not adding any value to us. And that was the most important book because for the first time I got to get a mirror of my own thoughts in a way Mm. like I never had. And I felt that I was mad about a lot of things. And when I began to address the dance of anger and how I related to people, it changed how I related to myself. And out of that, I learned to give myself permission that I was the one who had embraced others' thoughts and ideas about me, and that helped me release the anger. It really wasn't their fault. I agreed with them. I didn't have to. But as a little girl, I didn't know that. But as a woman, I do. And now as a woman 50-plus, I'm like, I don't care what you think now. Because <laughs> all my sight is 100% me. <laughs> okay, so the dance of anger. And then is there a particular uh, personal development training that made a, a big difference for you? Uh, there was a um, – she's also author, Rhonda Britton. Um, is a mm-hmm. great, great person I've worked with for a lot of coaching and uh, development. I do a lot of her coaching training uh, for the coaching that I provide. And uh, she used to have a television show called Starting Over, and she would just allow you to face whatever was in your way until you were ready to move past it. And then you graduated out of this house. And so I read a lot of her books, how to have those confident conversations, how to have those fierce conversations that you don't want to have, um, how to really position yourself for your tomorrow. And so a lot of her work was so transformation. Now she has what she I think it's called fearless conversations. And those are conversations mm-hmm. with yourself and others. And a lot of us as women, as we're building our confidence, we need to have those conversations. You know, when a contractor doesn't want to pay you and he wants you to go along with it and understand, you can stand there and say that's not going to fly. I need you to do a little bit more. You gotta dig deeper in your pocket. <laughs> now you have to be able to be a confident woman to do that. You can't be stuck, yeah. you know, you can't struggle with, okay, I'll just take what they give. No. That's not acceptable. Go back and see what else you can do. Well I've tried. Try again. I'm sure there's something you can do. And yeah. at the end of the day you get what you need. Or a little closer to what you need. Yeah. So beautiful. It's very important in this space of real estate because a lot of the players are males and you have to really be confident. Okay. Love that. Great advice. Um, so you know, talking about your real estate investing career, uh, a question that I always ask our guests because I find that this is where you get the most gold, the most wisdom, is what was your biggest mistake in your real estate investing career and what did you learn from it? Well, I think one of my biggest mistakes was not properly um, structuring the real estate. And and by that I mean protecting the asset. Everything was in my name. All of my loans were in my name. And when the market declined and the real estate market was going in a downward spiral, I went down with it because I had not properly protected the assets separate from me. And so not only did that cost me personally that I had to rebuild, you know, but that was one of the biggest mistakes I would say that I made. So now I keep a distance, and that's why we have Fairport Investments as a parent company, so everything falls under the umbrella of something separate from me. 
And then I started building business lines of credit so I could do the financing through the business. And whatever happens to the business at the end of the day, my personal life isn't devastated. So my home isn't on the line. My credit isn't on the line. An inability to purchase cars should something happen um, because everything is tied to the business. So that was one of the biggest mistakes that I learned. And, um, you know, I know differently now. Keep a, keep a separate book of business. Beautiful. That's great advice. You're actually the first person to to talk about that and um and but it's it's so crucial. It's funny because we're you're you're going to be one of the panelists at my wealth through real estate event that's happening November second through fourth in Los Angeles. And I was yes. just preparing a section about that, <laughs> about talking yes. about preparing a training about getting you know protecting your protecting yourself, protecting your like how do you structure and like thinking about structuring your real estate investing so that you are you're you're protected. So it's it's funny that you're talking that you were you brought that up. You're the first guest and so he's on guest and it's like I was just writing about that. <laughs> yeah, that's so critical. Um, it's really important. Uh, and uh, so the the flip side of the biggest mistake is what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of from our real estate venture is um, my very first property that I invested in, um, I gave to my parents. Mm-hmm. I realized that my dad was a young man from the South, did not have education beyond sixth grade. And, and you have to look at the time in which he was being reared. This is the 50s, the 60s. There's no education for black men, black people in general about financial matters. And so I was like, okay, you know, it's possible that um, one of you may outlive each other, and that could be a cut in your income with you on Social Security or your retirement, especially if it was my dad who had worked. My mom never worked. And the odds are men oftentimes predecease uh, their spouses, and that was the case with my, my mom and dad. And I'm proud that my mom's life was not changed when her income was reduced because of that one rental property that she had for 20-plus years that allowed her to stay in her home until her own transition after my dad's uh, departure. So I was in my most proud moment. I love that. It's beautiful. Um, And to what do you attribute your success? I attribute my success to many things. There's not one thing that helped me. Um, First and foremost, it was an English teacher when 13 years after graduating high school, I decided to go back to college at the age of 32. And it came from a very, very rural area of Ohio and a small, small school where my graduating class was six students. Give you an idea how small the school was. (laughs) So... I was about to venture out into this world of college and education, and you can imagine what the college campus looks like. And my English professor gave me the confidence that I needed because I was so frightened. At this point, I'm still working my way through my esteem issues. I didn't know if I was smart enough to go back to college uh, because I came from a small school. Could I even make it in college? And uh, my English teacher would mark up my paper some awesome with all these red marks. And it wasn't until the end of the semester that he finally told me that my first paper was an A paper. But if he would mm-hmm. have let me know it was an A paper, 
I would have just not done my best. And he wanted me to always bring my A game. And so that's what I contribute the key to my success, make sure I use my A game because I'm smart enough and capable enough that my C game looks brilliant to some, and it's my A game. And for me to have real success, I need to know I'm 100% in it. So I contribute him first as my first teacher to help me be the success I am today to always look to achieve my A game. And then secondly, I had a mother who put me on a pathway very early in my journey of looking inwardly to spiritual awareness and God and the universe and love and peace. And so I'm very grateful to have a good balance that I know how to have the external world and the internal world, and I've learned to blend the two together to be fully divine and fully human. And I think that's a great thing that's contributed to my success. So my intuition guides me well in business. Yeah. I just have to make sure I always listen to it. (laughs) That's the trick, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, we have this intuition. I I call it our life GPS, right? Always knows the quickest way to get us from where we are to where we want to be. But Mm -hmm. the trick is to trust it and to follow it. So so good. Um, what what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? You know, I would encourage a woman to really just make a decision. This is what I'm going to do to change my destiny. That's the decision I made. At the time I made that decision, I was clueless. Yes, I worked at a law firm, but I never did it on my own. Yeah. Now I'm a whole city away. I'm in Detroit, and I'm just going to auction because I know real estate changes the game. It was the decision first, I'm going to do this. And still okay with learning as you go. Now today is a whole different platform. Get a course. I don't say you have to take one of these long, extensive courses, but purchase some kind of course to get the mindset of real estate. You know, yes. So you understand property, property value, you know, the lending process, uh, the appreciation and, you know, the evaluation of properties, market analysis, um, you know, no comps, market comps. Understand some of that terminology so you can really think the game and you know that you're winning on paper before you ever get started. But make the decision to get started and then get you a good real estate broker, someone who you tell them, I want to become an investor, send me some properties that I can look at and start practicing the market analysis okay, look at what's selling in this area. You can use Zillow to get an idea and start looking for something to buy. Mm. You can start right on your computer. Right on your computer, look at areas that you want to buy. Um, If you see a lot of abandoned houses, like in Detroit, take some addresses. Go home, Google them, find out who owns it, and see what it would take to get that property. Look and see what's sold in the area. Is there an opportunity? If that house is 15, 20, and things are selling for 30 and 40 or 50 and 60, what would it take to put some money in that and sell it? Somebody's living in the neighborhood, so I want to buy yours. Great. Those are some steps I took, and I would strongly encourage someone else to just follow that process and just get it in the game. Yeah. So good. Otherwise, that analysis paralysis will sit on you forever. Oh, can I, can I, can I? Yes, you can. Make the decision. Let's do this. And Look at this great community you have, Monique, that they can participate in. This is huge. Yeah, I would love to have known you guys 
20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy you're part of the community now and are sharing your, your brilliance with the, with the rest of the ladies. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, we can, everyone can learn from those who have gone before and have some wisdom to share. And, and there's always more, more to, to learn. And, uh, you can all, you can always grow. But I love, I love this advice that you've given. Make the decision. Right? You just have to take action. There's a lot that ultimately is about taking action. You, you need to get educated, as you said. Um, you want to, you want to learn enough so you can take effective action. But once you, once you get going, you need to be able to, you need to jump. And sometimes you're not going to know every step you need to take. And it's not going to be totally clear, but you just have to leap. And, the, you know, the net will appear. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that is so true. Uh, that is so true. Just encourage women that you're not going to be out there by yourself. Your desire will orchestrate everything and everybody that you need. And I'll give you an example. I wanted to get into this. I remember going to a fundraiser event, and my cousin was there with me. I had just secured, um, uh, what's it? Oh, I think I told her a fund to buy a house. And she was having a conversation with someone who happened to work for HUD in the real estate market. So he had, um, in Detroit, they used to put a universal lock on all the HUD properties. It was just one lock. And um, mm. he was there at this event. He was like, I'll take you around. And he started taking me around to see these HUD properties, which would have been low discounted properties. He graciously gave me a key, and I was not even a broker. Wow. And so I could go look at any HUD property I wanted to look at and say, I want that one. Then I would tell my broker, write it up. <laughs> I, was like, I was like a happy kid in a candy store. Pick that one, pick that one. And that's how I got started. But that was a step and an action and a decision, and then that person appeared to me. I remember the first property I bought that had occupants in it, and I needed to evict them. I didn't know about the eviction process. I went to the court, served the 30-day notice. Who's sitting in the room? Asked me, had I done this before? I'm like, no, I'm totally green. He said, give me your mailing address. I'll mail you all the information you need for if you ever have to evict somebody. Boom. I never had to evict but one other person maybe in my 20 years since 95 or however many years that is. However, he gave me the whole, you know, hit in case I ever had to do it and educated me. That's the beauty of making the decision and taking the action. That, Let the miracles exactly happen in your right. life. Let the miracles happen in your life. We're not used to them, but trust me, they're waiting for you to make a decision. Love that. That is so. That is the goddess way. You That's start with the desire, way. and yes. then you you have a you know you set the intention, and then you just are mm. open to magic happening because that's what that's what happens. The right people show up. And your things get things just appear and they get done. I love it, love it, love it, love it. I love so, it. That's the goddess way. That's the goddess that's way. The goddess way. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what is the best way for people to reach you and find out more about what you do? So, people can reach me at uh, my email, which is uh, K. My last name, Naylor, in as a Nancy, A-I-L-E-R, at Nailright, N-A-I-L-R-I-T-E dot com. So that's K Naylor at Nailright.com. 
And if you're looking for any support with, you know, building and construction, you know, by all means, give me a call or send me an email. Also, you can call me at 313-402-4997. Now, that number will reach me whether you want some support with building your life uh, so you can be prepared to go into the real estate industry or if you're ready to start building. I do have a website called positivesisters.com. If you want to have a free complimentary conversation with me, you can register on my site. Again, that's Positive Sisters with an S dot com. And you can sign up for a complimentary 30-minute session and we can explore some things with you so you can start making your next steps and make that decision so your magic begins. Beautiful. All right, so you guys, Mailer at nailright.com or 313-402-4997 or positivesisters.com. Okay, so now it's time for our famed end of show trinity. That's a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. Um, so, Ms. Kimley, what's one thing you're celebrating right now? We want one brag. Well, my one brag is I've just secured the largest contract for my commercial business. I'm uh, redeveloping a retail space, 54,000 square foot. We're just about wrapping that one up with a few days of painting. Uh, We did the drywall, the painting, and a lot of the carpentry in the facility is a big box retail store, so that's pretty pretty exciting, and that's my brag right now. Well, um, brag. Love it. Yeah, so looking for some more opportunities. I think I'm going to focus on the retail niche market uh, for the commercial space and uh, continue to do that with some of the mixed use that's happening where they have commercial retail on the first floor and then maybe housing above it to see if I can get all the contracts for the commercial space. Beautiful. Love that. Um, and what is one thing you're grateful for? I'm definitely grateful for this community, Monique, to meet the other real estate goddesses, and I cannot wait to get to L.A. on the 2nd to meet you ladies face-to-face. I'm super excited about that. In addition, I have two gratitudes. I am celebrating the 10th anniversary of my Positive Sisters organization. Ten years we have been doing our annual events to empower women to feel good about themselves and to uncover. I don't like to say discover because you already got it. I like to uncover your inner essence of beauty. And uh, we've been doing it since 2008. Uh, this year we're celebrating 10 years, and we're renting our Cobo Center, our big convention center. We're renting one of the rooms there in the heart of the city downtown to celebrate 10 years. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Gratitude and a brag. Yeah, yeah, a brag. We got a grag. We got a grag going on. Gratitude (laughs) and a brag. (laughs) So, brag gratitude, Nicole. So, and last but not least, what's one thing you desire? One thing I desire. I think at this stage of my life, um, with all the things I'm getting to enjoy, I would love to have a mate. Someone to share all this fun stuff with. Um, as I embark on planning to do more traveling, I'm really looking for the companionship. So I'm looking for a husband. I desire a husband universe. Hear that? Very clear. I desire a husband uh, to, to 
enjoy so, the, the next phase of my journey. So shall your desire be, or better than you can imagine. Yes, I'm so anticipating how God's going to bless me. I just love the way it happens. Yeah. All right. Well, we look forward to hearing more. And I, yes. I look forward to seeing you in Los Angeles in just 10 days. We're I can't to wait to meet you, Monique. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Likewise. So, ladies, yes. join us at the Wealth of Real Estate event that's happening November 2nd through 4th. In Los Angeles, if you come at four, to start start at four p.m. with a book launch and book signing before the event officially starts for our book that we were t- I was we were talking about earlier, the Wealth for Women book, and then we're going to the doors will open at five, and it's just going to be a transformational weekend. So you're going to learn how to do real estate and how to do it in a goddessly way. It's going to be bananas. It's going to be so great. So I hope to see you there. Go to wealthrealestateevent.com and use the code goddess, G-O-D-E-S-S, for a great discount. So join us there, and it's going to be a party. So I look forward to seeing you, Kim Lee, and I look forward to seeing you out there. Join us in the room. Um, and join us next week for another great real estate investor goddess interview. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.